Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, November 29th. This is episode number 226. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is not my brother. Uh, Jeff is off today. Actually celebrated his birthday yesterday. So we're going to catch up with him next week. Hopefully hear some great stories in the meantime, you can always follow him at Sloop Doggy Dog, if you dare. So joining me today is my friend, Jeff's friend, and a great friend of the show, Jeremy Bonham. You can follow Jeremy at 14Bonham on Twitter. And uh, we have to give an assist to, uh, to his wife, Jen, who uh, this wouldn't be possible <laughs> without um, she... She helped to get all the uh, the uh, electronic stuff all put together back behind the scenes. And, of course, we have to say hi to Jeremy's mom, who's a, who's a frequent kind of contributor to the show in, in a very minor way, too. So, oh, the swear jar. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Jeremy, how, how are things going? Oh, not too bad, Rod. It's good to see you. Great seeing you, too. Uh, My wife was, is laughing in the background as yeah. she going on off in the distance <laughs> she, she actually heard that <laughs> well that's great that's great so um i was so glad um when you contacted me um you know we've we've invited you to come on several times and right. and you just you weren't you know i've invited other people too and some people just you know they just um either don't feel comfortable or just would rather just listen to it and that, and that, and that's cool. So, so I was pretty psyched when you contacted me and said, Hey, Jeff's off. I'd, I'd like to come on. I thought, man, this, this is really great. Other than Jeff's going to probably be pretty pissed when he gets back that he wasn't here for it. <laughs> no, Hey man, it's all about the Browns. It's all about the that's Browns right. where, uh, everybody's stepping up and, um, filling a role and uh i figured with jeff down uh he's not out but he's down uh yeah. i could possibly fill a role but definitely uh got to come back when uh jeff is back absolutely so uh so it's it's great to have you here we're gonna we're gonna talk a bunch of browns tonight it's nice before we get into the browns you know what we do first jeremy and that's we get into our uh, blitz beverage segment and you're the guest that means you get to go first you get to talk about what you're drinking 
Well, um, I told I talked to you a little bit earlier. I said about uh, uh, recording recording a little bit later, and uh, I have a little nightcap here. <laughs> yeah. But since it's the Brown Blitz, Browns Blitz, uh, I got a Yangling Lager uh, because I am in PA. Uh, even though I was born and raised in Ohio, um, I do enjoy the beer and I support my local brewery and, um, uh, tastes pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, they get the typical yingling and it's, <clears throat> it's not the same as what you're drinking. You I'm know, actually like the yingling out of the bottles, right? Yeah. What you have is better. I actually uh, normally drink the premium. Um, I enjoy that a lot more. I was playing in a golf outing, a uh, yingling golf outing, where the guy told me that the actual oldest beer in yingling's lineup, which the oldest brewery in the United States, um, he says the premium, uh, because I always tried the lager because I forced myself to bring myself to enjoy the taste and I happen to enjoy it, um, but the premium is, it's, it's a lot better. It's good stuff. All right. And we're, we're bringing you around slowly, but surely on the, the taste of beer. Oh, the funky oh, yeah. beers. Oh, the funky. Yeah. Even the some Joe good Thomas beers. Thomas was good. The Joe Thomas was good. The Joe Thomas. We got you to try some nice, good I beers. I was so and... surprised. I was so surprised. Uh, I'm yeah. normally not into the hoppy or anything a little extravagant when it comes to beers. I mean, I started out with like a bud dry, I think, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I mean, um, very domestic. But uh, when I came here, I just tried to train myself to get into something a little bit different. Now I can I can drink uh, some different beers like the Red Stripes and the, the, the Yang yeah. and everything very like cool. that. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Well done. I'm, I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking uh, Honey Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we call the convenient 24 fluid ounce can. So, um, oh my! I think every that's, yeah, called, that's called double fisting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I guess it sure. is. It's just a good, um, easy drinking beer. So, um, just trying to clean some of the some of the stuff out of the fridge. What can I say? Hey, so, I've it, had it before. I've had it before. Yeah, it, it's pretty good stuff. So. That was one of those things with uh, coming to PA where uh, you adapted to the different drinks and the different beers that wasn't so much domestic, where Honey Brown was one of those beers when I was younger that kind of transitioned me, so to speak, into uh, more of a lager, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think it tastes good. Oh, so, yeah. So I like it. So, Jeremy, we're, we're going to launch into our next segment here, and this is where we get to hear about your journey as a Browns fan. And you kind of tipped your cap a little bit. Um, we know this, that, that you're that you're from Ohio, and the, but you live in, in PA now, and you, that you're, uh, I mean, I know that you're, you're uh, what, about 45 minutes from Baltimore, 45 minutes an hour, so, um, because I've been out there with you, so, um, but let's hear your story anything you want to share about your your life experiences as a browns fan um which was awesome that you came out to baltimore it was a lot of fun (laughs) it was awesome (laughs) um uh, i started out basically um 
what I always knew where I grew up to be uh, typical, because usually when uh, you were a younger kid, your parents were Browns fans, your neighbors were Browns fans, everybody around you were Browns fans, because I, gl- I grew up uh, north of Columbus. Um, you had the occasional other fans and such, but it was predominantly brown. So you 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 went and swayed towards the Browns and just automatically becoming that due to like birthright, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, I was uh, huge in the baseball when I was uh, super young and um, grew to really love baseball as I got older. Um, but football just took over everything you know what i mean like and yeah. watching like uh, how exciting it was uh having playoff runs with bernie um i wish i could have seen these sight beers i'm not old enough to um uh see that like uh live but it's nice to see youtube stuff of uh past uh, browns teams it was pretty pretty yeah. awesome yeah uh but Bernie's basically my memories of uh, coming up was a Browns fan and it was exciting to see like Eric Metcalf return two punts against like the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, it it was exciting. Um, We were winners and then uh, it was tough because when I came here to PA, actually uh, it was around the transition time um, of when the Browns were being uh, taken from us and going to Baltimore and like you said, I'm 45 minutes from Baltimore, so I was around a lot of fans that were Colt fans that were excited to get a new team. But I'm sitting here like this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, It was like one of those things where it's like it's not possible for this to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like they take a team like this team or that team or whoever it was, there's no way they would take the Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? Like we're – Right. I thought we were – uh, 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 a big pillar of the NFL when it came to football teams from originality or whatever. Like, it was stable when it comes to our fan base and everything. Should have been. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. But uh, like just been a Browns fan through and through when the Browns were gone. Um, I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. Uh, my daddy went to Ohio State. Everybody went to Ohio State that was around me. Everybody was Buckeye fans. Yeah, I mean, I know your kids went to Cincinnati, which is great, too. And I like supporting any uh, Ohio football team or any Ohio program, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but we was big Buckeye fans, and um, I would support the Buckeyes while they was gone. And then they came back in 99, and I was true Browns fan. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, like the whole family's into it. The whole everybody's into it. Like we're, yeah, we we, we was born Browns fans, just like we were born Buckeyes or Ohio people or whatever. That's who we are. We take a little right. bit of uh, our flag, so to speak. We we carry that banner. But yeah. um, it's been rough. Um, but what do you do? I mean, <laughs> we're sitting here now, and um, they're starting to. Uh, retool and rebuild and make things get corrected that uh, uh, should have been corrected years ago. But um, always a Browns fan, man. Always. Uh, doesn't matter how far down. We could be no wins this season and we play next week against the Rams where we're 0 and whatever. And 
I'm still going to be rooting for my team. You know what I mean? Because I'm That's a Browns right. fan. And it's tough where I'm at because you hear everybody around here that I wear my stuff proud and I'm in the public and uh, people see me and uh, uh, <laughs> they give me a little little bit of uh, flack, but it's okay. <laughs> But that's yeah, but they do. Uh, my Browns fandom is just a uh, uh, birthright, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's cool. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna move into some Browns talk now. And uh, let's let's get the uh, let's get this part over with. Let's talk about this game in Denver. Uh, was not a lot of fun to watch. Um, it, this was a rough one, and. Um, I, I don't know, Jeremy. I mean, I, I'll give you a chance to talk about your takeaways. But for me, um, w- watching our guys just keep going down with injuries was harder for me to take than getting beat. It was. Um, just watching our guys get just nailed time after time and going out with injuries. I'm like, man, this, this was it – was, it was worse than getting whooped. It was. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the not that not that seeing DTR get hurt was worse than seeing Miles get hurt because of who Miles is, but seeing that shot on DTR and then hearing all the the Denver fans defend it and thinking it was a you know a a, a fair you know legal hit, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then he's he's gone, he's in concussion protocol. I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here that they can just keep taking our guys out of the game? And that's kind of what pushed me over the edge. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of lost it a little bit on Sunday, I'll say. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, it's a tough watch. I've seen it. I started out watching, uh, listening to the game on the radio. Um, I missed Johnny or Jimmy D. Uh, uh, Phelps was uh, filling in for him. But I got to catch a little bit of the beginning, like the first drive and then the beginning of the Denver drive. And then I got in and I got to see it. And um, it, it was a tough watch, uh, but they had bright spots in the game. Um, as far as the, uh, the hit on DTR, uh, I believe that's by rule, that's, that's pretty much justified with the flag. Um, I've seen quarterbacks like Brady or anybody in the past where it's like, man, they get things handed to them. Like if they just lay them down like the bed, you know what I mean? Nice and Yeah, and they call it flying it's, on. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, like it depends who you are, right? Yeah, I mean, the guy obviously was launching and all that. I mean, I, I'm a fan of uh, playing football and let them play. Uh, but within the rules of what we're playing and what we're taught to play football – this day and age that's obviously and it's right in front of them i mean you have to call it in my opinion uh, i looked at it a handful of times where uh, maybe years ago i mean that's definitely something they could shrug off or you can get the treatment like uh who was it that got that uh um cam newton when he was saying that he went to the referee and he was like, well, I ain't going to get that call. And he said, the referee told him you're too young to get that call or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's, this isn't baseball. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
it shouldn't be baseball, right? Where where the strike zone depends on your reputation and things like that, right? I mean, I mean, but that's a, a penalty is a penalty. A penalty is a penalty, and that's that's the way it is. And each year they get together and they they vote on new rules to come up or exper- experimental rules that they have for a year or so to see how it works and have it as a trial period. Um, but I mean, it, it's the rule, so I mean, I shouldn't get upset yeah. bad when it's a flag. I mean, it's happened to us before. I mean, we're dealing with flags, and I'm getting frustrated on about the the uh, encroachment calls with the 95. Um, yeah, it's it's we're going to get that every game with an elite player. We're going to get some he's of those great jumps. I mean, he's getting great jumps though. Where well, he he's so fast, it looks like he's getting that. Ah, he's still, no, it's just... No, he, he's, he's, he is guilty of it sometimes. It, I, I'll that, admit. But you're going to get that with an elite player. Yeah. Um, the guy's insanely good. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I think, um... I mean, with the flags, I just, uh... I, all I really want there is consistency. You know? I don't care if they I don't care if they let them play more or if they call everything tight in a game as long as you call it the same way through the whole game for both teams yeah and yeah. and you don't change it up at the end of the game it's like oh well we called it tight the whole game but now on this last drive we're gonna let them play um or you know or or we're gonna call a holding but we're not gonna call it as much on miles because he's so good. Right. You know, um, when he gets held, um, you know, don't they say that you uh, there's a holding call on every uh, play in the NFL. Is that what they say where they can call it? Yeah, yeah I'm sure they could. And no, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants a flag on every play. Slow motion uh, every time. I'm sure it's a high percentage of Miles Garrett getting held. Yeah. And we don't want it. We don't want it called on every single play. But the blatant plays, you're not called. They're not. Gonna yeah, call. and and I mean, and you just want it called consistently. So if I, if our 100%. if our offensive lineman's getting called for a ticky tack holding call, but they're not calling it on the other guy's offensive lineman when he's grabbing Miles around the throat, mm-hmm. th- then something's wrong. That's right. all. I agree. So that, that, that's all I ask for. Um, I mean, yeah, the injuries were tough to see. Um, a, a problem a lot of people had with this game was the um, was the again the play calling of Kevin Stefanski, and we're coming off two or three games where Stefanski's called just great games. Okay, um, and I I understand people's frustration, but people were complaining about the lack of of running the football after like two, three and outs, um, you know, where the Browns ran the ball like two out of six times. And I'm thinking, well, the game's barely even going and we're already onto this. Um, you know, sometimes you, you got to have some patience, but I, I understand um, that the Browns should have run the ball some more. Um, they didn't run it enough. They passed it a lot, but they were also behind in this game a lot too. So, um, so I, I can kind of see why Stefanski did some of what he did. And honestly, DTR was throwing the ball pretty well. 
there were a ton of drops in this game. A lot, yes. So that doesn't justify the fact that, you know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have run the ball more, but I think the Browns could have been effective if guys would have caught the damn ball a little more often. There were a ton of drops in this game. I agree. I agree. It was it was really weird because I mean a lot of those drops, open guys, man, just like um, I thought that DTR played a really good game for being a rookie, being a guy that was uh, in front of uh, what was that Baltimore that he was in front of the first game that he played. Yeah, his like first basically, game. basically he's thrown out there. Um, perform against uh, a pretty elite defense in the league. You know, I mean, I know Baltimore's in the top five or something. I don't have it in front of me, but they were, I think they were in the top two when he probably, when he played them. Right. More than likely pretty basically, close. Basically, I could be wrong, but they were good, right out there. Pretty good. They were top five. Pretty good defense. We're not playing Arizona or whatever, getting a nice little warm up game. In. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry but, um, um, he, uh, he 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 played a good game in that game. Uh, uh, I thought the play calling was Stefanski that everybody gets upset about. If it, I've heard other people say it. I'm I'm kind of regurgitating other people's words, but if he if he has something work on a reverse or a flea flicker or something that's wild and crazy and sideshowish, um. He's he's thought of as a brilliant coach, and uh, if if something happens where uh, you don't have a guy necessarily in the play that that's not ran the play in practice, and the other guy flips the ball versus handing the ball off, there's a little bit of trouble, and it ends up in a fumble. You know what I mean? He's he's looked at as uh, a, a a coach that shouldn't be coaching. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. You always have both sides of the sword where. Yeah. I wish I wish Jeff here was say because I know I've talked to him many times where it's like well there's so many variables when it comes to football and uh, coaching and playing and uh, different plays everything's different everything's uh, you can have tip balls you can have this happen you get that happen just like uh, people say about special teams coaches well. Uh, Rod, if I hire you as a special teams coach and I can't kick field goals, does that make you a bad bad special teams coach? Right. I mean, like, how do we how do we really truly evaluate this? Us as fans, we're going to get out of control because this isn't happening. Well, if the run don't work, well, obviously he shouldn't have ran the ball that that play. If the pass don't work, well, obviously he shouldn't have. If it went off a helmet or a fingertip or something like that, well, it's his fault that he put him in that position to throw the ball. It's yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't, pretty much mentality. But in my opinion, Stefanski's been nothing but what's advertised except for the tight end play. I keep hearing about the tight end play about, uh, you remember when he came in, they were saying, well, man, this guy's going to be like a lot of play action, a lot of tight end play. Uh, let's run the ball. I was excited. Um, other people's heard this, heard this before, I'm sure. But from what I've seen is kind of like an airing it out uh, offense, even though our statistics tell us different because we're one of the top rated running teams in the football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it's just uh, we can't get enough of the run game. So that's why we always yell, run, 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 run. But hey, man, uh, we're not in that position. Um, he's, he's, 
he's uh, a person that's qualified that uh, got hired for the position, and I want to see what he does in that position and have time yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? With healthy players and uh, yeah. uh, where he can run his system. Like I said, I heard a guy go like this. I don't know if it's Baldy or anybody else, but they were saying about like uh, they was curious about if um, who was that our third third running back back there been returning kicks and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name uh, at um, least. PR. Yes, exactly. PR. It was back. Yeah. It's like they was questioning. Did did he actually hmm. sat during the week or anything beforehand where it might have been a handoff or a flip? You know what I mean? That could be a communication error or in something that you can give Stefanski uh, a, a smack on the back for. But if you're going to give him a smack on the back, you should be giving everybody a smack on the back because I'm sure it's happened to many coaches. Yeah, you know I mean where you're it, not necessarily totally 100% prepared, pre- prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I agree with you that everybody gets upset with these uh, with these fancy plays, mm-hmm. uh, trick plays. That was uh, that was crazy good where they did the two point conversion. I don't know how many yeah. times I saw that, but the two point conversion where he did that was creative. It was very that, creative. That opened up. Cr- crazy open there. Amari Cooper is kicking himself for not catching that pass. It wasn't on There was line. like three guys wide chance, open on that. I'm telling like you. It three was guys crazy. wide open. Oh, There's good yeah. coaching all over the league, Rod. There's good coaching over the league. We need our players to perform. Right now, we're playing. We're a little disabled without, a, what is it, a starting left tackle in the season. We're without the starting right tackle in the season. Um, you're talking the about list is getting pretty long. It's about it's, as, as it's long a as long list. Yeah. I mean, the quarterbacks out. Our our beloved Nick Chubb is gone for the season after week two, which just hurts my feelings every yeah. day. Every yeah. day that hurts my feelings. I know. I but, know. Yeah, I mean, and but, these guys, I can't get upset at them. I'm watching this game and I'm seeing them perform. The biggest thing this year, like like I said, I called you up or text you or did something, uh, DM'd you possibly, but. Uh, um, I was saying, hey, these Browns this year, everybody is stepping up, and they're they're showing me something sure. for this year. It's exciting to me, to be it honest. Yeah. Where um, I'm seeing more out of these guys than I've seen in previous seasons, to be honest with you, when it comes to effort and giving it their all and putting themselves in a chance to win that game. How many times did we see ourselves where we were in that game in the Broncos? We were in that game. Uh, majority of the third quarter, I was still looking at the game. And well, at, all those turnovers, I, and we I, were still I, in that game. Still in the damn game. Still in that game. Our quarterback's still, gone. We're still in the game. Still okay. in the damn game where they're they're going like this and uh, um, fighting and uh, w- working hard. Yeah, they can blame play call and they can blame whatever they want. We got our butts kicked. You know what I mean? We lost that yeah. game. Those turnovers hurt so bad. Yeah, let's go back to the play calling just for a minute, though. You know, people, what I was starting to say, that people don't like these fancy plays. I don't like do them either, Rod, but I'm Okay, going but to do, you, do you watch, do you, <laughs> do you watch any other, out. do you watch other teams play? Because everybody does these reverses, exactly. everybody does, everybody does these plays. Exactly. This is not a Browns, this is not a Browns and a Kevin Stefanski trying to be smarter than the league. This is a Kevin Stefanski doing what everybody else does. You know, he might have a little twist on it here and there, but it's no, it's no different from what anybody else does. 
And, yep. and, you know, as far as these guys not being ready or not having been in the game before they did a double reverse, these guys are professional football players. Point taken. If they, yeah, if they can't, if they can't take a handoff and hand it to each other after being on the team for years. There is a communication level there, Rod, where there is stuff that's practiced over and over. Practice makes better. You know, uh, you don't make absolutely. It makes better. But if yeah. we're going like this and, and, I just insert you because we didn't didn't think that we was going to be down to this many people or whatever. You're not going to get as many shots on the field, just like they right. talked about. It, yeah, it still has to be being, next man up. Just like DTR not having the prep work when it came yeah. into the Baltimore game. Just like uh, when they were throwing PJ Walker at the end of the game, expecting him yeah. to do something there. He's, no, he still have to execute, right? Oh, I understand that, and yeah. you got to be on on. Uh, uh, ready at, at will when you're a backup quarterback or a backup player, but I guess you would blame that on coaching, not being prepared. Uh, but I think everybody's accountable. I, I don't think that there's a lost person that's not accountable. I don't think it should be uh, single to one person or whatever. Um, you, you don't know what goes on on one play where somebody might have uh, had something happen to them or something cramped up or this happened, yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's a variable fraud. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here saying I love that double reverse. Okay? I hate it. I hate okay. it. But yeah, I, I, I don't like it. But you know what? It's it If that play works and yes. we get 20 yards on it, everybody's just jumping in, up and down and loving, you know, just loving the crap out of it. Loving um, it hey, it's because of what happened to it that people didn't like it. If I was our offensive coordinator, I would be so boring. I'd look like Army. I would be running just the ball. Okay, this play. time, let's see. We're going to run it up the middle. Middle, yeah. right, or left. Let's see yeah. which way. Some... Yeah. Right. Roll the dice, baby. Anyways, I, I agree with you. Um, You know, I don't think he ran the ball enough. But, I mean, it's you know, you have to go with what's working, too. Um. You know, and you have to play according to what's happening in the game. So, um, so yeah, there should have been more rushes. But, but again, if if, if the Browns are ahead in this game, then they're going to be running the crap out of the ball at the end of the game tons, too. Tons, and, tons. And they they weren't, so they couldn't do anything but pass at the end. So that skews the numbers a little bit. How about your guy Mike Ford over there, at Cincinnati? Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, he's still looking pretty good. I mean, you know, the Browns only ran the ball 16 times. Yeah, so but that, understand this. Enough. This guy is supposed to be a backup running back. Yeah. He, now he's, look at it that perspective. People are looking at him like he's supposed to be Nick Chubb. He ain't Nick Chubb. No, he's this not. The guy's supposed to come in and relieve him a couple carries. Maybe something happens. Guy gets on the sideline. He gets in the game. This is a good weapon. This is a good Good reps. For this he's man playing well, and he, I think he's learning too, Jeremy. He, he's, hey, hey, who he's was sticking some... a fork at him? Somebody was sticking a fork at him uh, when he first was coming out this year. Oh yeah, and he wasn't yeah. running for ten yards a carry. Which, right, right. Um, he's a good back, and, and yeah, and the the thing is, you could put any back out there, and they're not going to be Nick Chubb. Any back in the league is not going to be Nick Chubb. So, that hurt so a lot. that's just how it is. So, yeah, so, so, um, uh, news wise, I'll be honest with you, there, there's only a little bit of news that matters, Jeremy, and that's, that's, 
how many of these guys are able to come back from the injuries that they're fighting through, you know, Miles, um, Amari Cooper, uh, Jordan Elliott, DTR, um, and a bunch, there are other guys. Those are the, the first guys on the list. And then, you know, and then it comes down to um, who's who's going to play quarterback this, this Sunday. And, you know, I had three guys written down, Flacco, Walker, and DTR, but they they came out with the uh, with the depth chart, and Joe Flacco has moved up to number two. So so it's going to be it's going to be Flacco, or it's going to be DTR if he clears the concussion protocol. Yeah, I've been been seeing this lately. Um, I actually went back and was watching some uh, the last game Flacco played was like week eight of the Jets game when he was playing for the Jets last year. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like looking to see like a little bit of mobility out of him. I knew he was going to be a statue. Then back. Not much mobility there. Yeah, but the arm's still there. He's got a good arm strength. He's got a good head on him. I mean, 38 yeah. years old, I believe he is. Um, yeah. Man, but, I really I really don't like rooting for this guy. Um, he's a brown. I'm going to root for him. <laughs> and I hope he helps us yeah. out. Uh, it's looking like he's going to start because uh, what is this? Um it's getting a little late in the week for uh, quarterbacks to not be practicing and still start on Sunday. And uh, Flacco, I know, is still taking some first-team reps from what I saw today. Uh, it's it's probably going to be him, and it's going to be really weird. It uh, sounds like it. But the guy knows where he's throwing. He throws a good ball. He's still got the arm. Um, if we can get some protection, um, we can be successful. I mean, it's next man up. Everybody's like his uh, Ford, who I was talking about earlier. Earlier mm-hmm. this year, he was due to be out of the game. I had a guy come up to me, and he was like a fantasy football guy. And he says, hey, I know you're a Browns fan. What's going on with Ford? How long is he going to be out? They said two to three weeks. And I told him, I said, well, with this team, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy don't miss a game. And he didn't. Yeah. He was back the next week, and he was fighting through it. It's almost like uh, – yeah. uh, they just got uh, a fighter's mentality where they just keep coming out. And I think Flacco, if he gets in there, being a veteran, even though, like I said, broad on the record, I don't want to root for him, but I'm going to. <laughs> but just for the past. But um, I think we could have a good shot right here where we can have some kind of luck go our way with a ball going our way. And um, Flacco uh, uh being a little bit more accurate, like a traditional passer, as long as we can hold him up, we got a fighter's chance. Yeah, I think his, I think his experience. I, I mean, I think they, they have to, uh, they're gonna obviously have to tailor the offense a little bit more to him. You it's know, different. it's different. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna have to be a little it's different. Still, it's still out of the shotgun. Uh, majority of the snaps that I saw, that the games I was going back with from last year, was all out of the shotgun, all fake and uh, fake handoff, regular handoff, yeah. regular plays. It's it's. I don't think it's is that much difference than a Deshaun offense, except for the fact that Deshaun can scramble out of the ball. Uh, well, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Flacco ain't doing that. <laughs> Flacco's not going anywhere. So, no. yeah. But you, but yeah, you like his experience. Um, experience. You, you hope his experience can, with that, that he can he's just make some good decisions. 
we have a better offense, even with the people that's down, the offensive line and everything like that, than they had with the Jets last year. Oh, yeah. And he's going yeah. like this. Like, like all these other quarterbacks, you got RG3 and all these other people licking their chops in this defense saying, let's go to the Super Bowl. They'll sign yeah. me up. You know I mean, he's got that opportunity where he, that's dollar signs behind it, Rod. And no matter what happens when it comes to this league, it's all about dollar signs. And this could be a good opportunity for him to step in and keep it simple. You don't have to go like this and put him under center or anything like that, a whole whole bunch. You go bring him back in the shotgun like what the Jets was doing, same as mm-hmm. what they do with Watson. And they're just going to uh, run plays that's <laughs> relatively uh, uh, standard generic plays, you know what I mean, to keep him going to what he's going to know, and he's just got to learn terminology. Well, yeah, and, and the... I don't see it very complex where it's like X, Y, blah, 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 direction. Mm-hmm. No, and the the thought process really needs to be the same as when DTR or PJ Walker are out there. We, you know, the Browns' offense doesn't need to think, oh, we got another Deshaun Watson out there, we can start scoring yeah. thirty points a game. He needs yeah. to be out there taking care of the ball, you yes. know, scoring what points he can. That's the intelligence you know, being thirty eight years old and a guy that's been in the league yeah. a decade or better. Or- and, yeah, connect on the deep ball when it's there, because we know he can do that. But we well, don't need him bombs away, throwing for five touchdown passes every game. Oh, no, no, and, no, you know, no. we don't need that. Oh, I'll take it though. I would take <laughs> it if he can still do it. Great. No, you know, if Amari Cooper or Tillman, you know, Elijah Moore, if these guys can get open enough, they yeah, just chuck it down the field all the time. I don't care, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really expect that. I expect. Uh, I expect it to be more of, uh, you know, more of just him being smart, making good decisions, um, you know, and taking care of the football. And that they are going to still. I I don't see why they would run the ball any less than what they should be or should have been with any other quarterback out there. You know, I right. think you'd want to run at least as much, if not more, with him out there, and then just let him, you know, throw when he when he can, and um, you know, hopefully he can still make some good decisions out there. And you have to feel like his arm's still going to be good. I was listening to Bernie before I came on. I was asked the same question about being prepared to come in, like uh, being a veteran. Like, you know, he went over to the Cowboys, helped them out with his uh, Super, Super Bowl winning team and everything like that. Yeah. A guy that's been around in the league, he can adapt, and he's an intelligent guy out of Delaware that he – I'm actually pretty confident here that um, with Flacco, my only thing is uh, you saw where he played for many years where we got our – butts handed to us quite a few times by the guy but um he wasn't very mobile there towards the end there with the jets and uh i can't remember who he was with before that i know he was with a couple teams yeah i can't remember uh, where else but in a yeah. good situation in a good situation things can happen you know i mean you get you get you you you, you can make something happen with this guy as long as you're smart with it and i think the people that we have uh, are smart enough uh, to simplify it, even though I saw them going outrageous doing flea flickers and reverses and everything with third string quarterbacks. But <laughs> I still, I still have uh, 
I still have belief that these guys are intelligent enough to get a good game plan down, simplified, to play football, uh, their team against ours, and uh, we line up against them, and we kind of just uh, take the game from them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And the thing is, um, I think Flacco, I think Flacco kind of came in the same way, thinking, ah, eh, you know, it's hard for me to put this uniform on. But it really sounds like like he really likes these guys, and and everybody's kind of really likes him Not too. To. Yeah. So so it really sounds like he's fitting in well, which um I don't know. It's kind of disappointing to us as fans, but it's kind of cool at the same time, you know. Seriously. Yeah. We don't like, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to see all these guys go down with these injuries, but it's nice to see guys step up. Yeah. Uh, I'm very impressed by the guys this year. Um, just fighting and clawing and just doing everything. Like JOK this week was just out of. And he played yeah, out of his mind. I mean, he's punching balls out. He's getting uh, penetration at the line where he's getting in, finding a hole, getting yards for loss. I mean, he had double digit tackles. He had a sack, I believe. Yeah, so so Jeremy, a lot of the, a lot of these guys have these little dances after they make a big player a sack. <laughs> I like JOK's little giddy up dance. Don't you think it's pretty darn good? It's different. Where he does a little horse ride thing or whatever he does. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of understated. It's not a look at me. It's just yeah. like I'm going to just gallop right out of here, and I bet none of the rest of you guys can do this move. I'm okay. With it. I'm okay. <laughs> If, I, if, uh, yeah. if he could do that on every play, I'm, I'm every play. I just I don't know why I thought I think it's pretty cool. Did you see it's, him come into the building? Did you oh, see? Uh, he looked like was, a prince. He looked was like that a prince. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He can dress too. I'm telling you, that man's <laughs> special. I can't wait till we can get him resigned. Yeah. Wait. What he's, a steal in the draft. Yeah. He's well. I mean. And character. Every time you hear this guy, like it's just like, man, I'm so proud that he's a Brown. Yep. He's. I mean, he's been. I don't know. He's just. He's been outstanding this season. Awesome. Nothing awesome. short of it. He's starting. He's filling those shoes that everybody was talking about. What was the thing that they always said about JOK? We brought him in to chase around Lamar. Like he was the guy to come in and beat the Ravens. You know what I mean? Because we needed a guy that was speedy, had a little bit of strength, a little bit of a hybrid back uh, linebacker that can just get to him. And he is delivering. What's he doing every week now? He's in there. I mean, he's in there. I mean, he's on to. I think he's on the field all the time, too. And, you know, and I I think there were times when people thought that he that he was, you know, not necessarily always going to be out there as a linebacker, that they would kind of maybe play him as some safety and. You know, he'd be here and there, depending on the formation. And, man, the guy's in every down. He's player. awesome. You know, he's, he's I mean, he, yeah, hey, well, I tell you what, he should I be a pro bowler this year. I yeah. tell you what, he's got a great chance. But I would put him there with DeQuell Jackson. When they brought DeQuell in, we was running a 3-4, like, standard package or whatever that we was trying to mm-hmm. go to with uh, the extra linebackers. You was getting these smaller linebackers that can cover the field and get in there and get their head in, in, in there, and JOK fills the package. I mean, yeah. he just reminds me of like a DeWell Jackson type of back, like around like the uh, lower 200s and uh, speedy and coverage is uh, very, very good for the position. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. I don't think you can say too much about how he's been playing this year. Yeah. It's he's been excellent. Yeah. So, um, so the Browns, uh, Browns got another game coming up, believe it or not, Jeremy. Um, you to watch another, another one. So, the, <laughs> I wish I was going to LA. Ooh, yeah. So they're going LA. to LA to play the Rams. Uh, Browns now seven and four. They will face the Rams at five and six. Um, Sunday at 4:25 our time, oh, uh, depending on where you're listening to or watching right. the game. But 4:25 uh, Eastern. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think I've seen the, the Rams play this year. They, I don't think they've been in a prime time game that I know of. So, so I haven't seen them. I mean, I, I've seen them play enough over the last few years, and I, I know they have some of the same players out there. I mean, Stafford's still there and Aaron Donald's still there. And, you know, I know they have some other uh, younger guys in that, but uh, um, same coach, same system. So um, I, I got to tell you, Jeremy, I, I was looking, when, whenever I'm prepping for a show, I'm pulling up the team we're playing. I'm pulling up their team stats and I'm going down. I'm looking at what do the, what, what are the numbers for the Rams and what are the numbers for their opponents? And when you do that for the Rams, the numbers are almost identical going down the line. It's like, okay, they got, so the Rams have whatever, and I'm making numbers up, but the Rams have 2,400 yards passing. Their opponents have 2,400 yards passing. The Rams have, you know, um, you know, 11 touchdowns, their opponent, uh, 11 passing touchdowns, their opponents have 11 passing touchdowns. You know, almost every number is is either the same or very close, um, w- with just a few exceptions. Um, and if I can read my writing, I'll tell you what the first one is. <laughs> I can't read what the first one is. Well, the, the Rams have, uh, or... Uh, I think Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford has has thrown nine nine picks, so um, and the team's thrown ten altogether, um, so that number is higher than their opponents, and the, the Rams have a minus three turnover ratio, which is still way better than the Browns, I know. <laughs> um, oh, the yeah, the first thing was the the Rams are allowing an average of. 30 yards per kickoff return this season. So oh. that kind of stood out. But um, other than that, it, it's like they play even with all their opponents, kind of. And a, I mean, they're five and six. It's a little strange. You know I mean, like they, play, they played the Eagles this year. Um, the Eagles won 23-14. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, they play the Colts and they win 29-23. It's still within a touchdown right there. They're all close. It's yeah. all it's all pretty close. That's why I'm saying Bengals beat them this year, 1916. Yeah. I mean, three-point uh, three game. 49ers beat them only by seven points. Yeah, but, I mean. Um, that's what I'm seeing is they're, they're, they're pretty much playing up to. They play up to their opponent, right, to yeah. the competition. I mean, uh, Stafford's um, completing 60% of his passes, not not outstanding at all. Um 13 touchdowns, uh, nine picks, averaging almost 250 passing yards a game. But that's that's probably pretty standard for him. Um, 
They're running back, who I'll be honest, I haven't seen. Karen Williams has second year, fifth round pick right there. Okay, 599 rushing yards, um, six touchdowns, averaging 5.3. So yeah, super stud. Um, yeah, but um, Browns have been pretty good against the running game most weeks. Yeah, last week not was every week. Last week was percent. not good. No, not at all. Um, hopefully, he don't impose his will because that man he runs. He runs with uh, intensity. I mean, yeah. I, I think he ran for almost 150 yards last week with like a touchdown, yeah. too. I mean, understandable. They're playing like Arizona, I believe. I can't remember who they was playing. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting because the Browns, the Browns have shut down some really good backs this year. They have. They have. Um, uh, it depends on the week, right? I remember your brother telling me it's like an every other week type deal. It just depends it, it on kind of is blowing or however it goes. But I'm an optimist. I think that uh, you look at the the backs that we have and Miles. I mean, they're saying there's no ligament damage. I just saw Mary Kay. I think she put something out that there might be or something. I don't know. But uh, some people it, are calling BS on that, though. Well, I don't know anything about it. Um, Who knows? But it's going to be tough to not see these guys going out there this year, because from what I've seen, like I was talking about earlier, um, these guys are just showing up, wanting to play football and play for each other, play for the fans, play for the organization mm-hmm. in general um, and win games. And I think everybody's going to show up. I think I think. Uh, 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 we're going to get some guys like Ward back, hopefully, and uh, Miles yeah. uh, going out there. But <clears throat> I heard about like different packages where we might not bring Miles out as much, like on the field, as he has been in the past. Which, well, if he's if he's nursing something, that makes sense. Hey, Jim Schwartz was very successful with the Eagles in his past regime, where he was running in and out everybody, and he was putting in yeah. stuff everywhere. That's right. And, keeping them healthy and all that. That's that's one thing I, I've been looking for this year that maybe I haven't seen as much, but maybe we'll get deeper as the years go on, like year two, year three, from this year on, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other guys have contributed. You know, it's just, it's been more even. So there's not like, um, you know, a second guy with, just a few less sacks than miles this year. There's a bunch of other guys who are consistently doing, yeah, they're, they're putting pressure on and getting sacks here and there. So, I mean, it has been a team. It's been a team effort. It's just miles is just so damn good when you put these guys around him that, that he's able to really show what he can do. Yeah. We didn't have much pressure in the Broncos game though. I don't, did we, we, we didn't even get a sack, did we? Um, if we did, I think it was one. So if, yeah. yeah, if we did, yeah, um, it, yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, I mean, I think you have to you have to give the Broncos offensive line and Russell Wilson credit. Russ was running. He was when, playing slides. when he had open openings, and he was frustrating the crap out of me. I thought they um, were John Green. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was yeah. Seattle. I was like, man, where's Marshawn Lynch? I mean, they're they're getting us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Russ looks like he's young again. <laughs> yeah, I actually said that. I said I said something like, "Damn that Russ acting like he's 22 years old again." Hey, but you, you, uh, yeah. your brother Jeff's man Thornhill, man, he he saves a touchdown with Russ. He pro, he, he prolonged it. That is, yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah. there make a play. So the Rams also have a, have a guy named uh, uh, Puka Nakua. Oh, good job. Good job. I looked it up. Um, yep, you did. <laughs> um, so, I'll, I'm just being honest because I haven't seen him play this year. The wide receivers um, are good over there. Oh, man, and he, he's really good. I mean, 73 catches, 924 yards receiving, uh, three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, the guy's – I mean, he's obviously very good. Plus, you got so, a talented quarterback throwing to him. I mean – Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so they can they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They, they're balanced on offense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they still have Aaron Donald. Um you know, so you got to pay attention to their defense. Not an easy game. No, it, it's not going to be an easy game. Um, I don't know why people uh, circle these games like it's like nonchalant. And uh, yeah, all right, well the Rams, yeah, well they lost uh, two out of three at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they're trash. No, no, Matthew Stafford can sling a ball, just like Joe Flacco. Can. Can We're sitting here trying to convince ourselves about Joe Flacco. And sitting here trying to convince ourselves about how bad Matthew Stafford is. All these guys are talented. But it depends on any given Sunday that we go out there that we see something happen. Matthew Stafford might go out here and light him up. He might go out here and have miles in his face the whole day. You know what I mean? We don't know the strengths that we see the game. You know what I mean? We're speculating ahead of time, uh, saying what we think might happen. But uh, what's great about football is uh, the unexpected usually does happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and let me say something about that. And I, I don't want to throw blame or say I'm, you know, upset at any player for any one thing or anything like that. But football is such a game of momentum and how things start and, and mm-hmm. everything else. The Near the beginning of that Broncos game, there was that pass interference call. Uh, Greg Newsom. No, as Emerson, uh, was it? No, it was Greg Newsom on Sutton. Oh, oh okay. For a game of like 40 yards. And it, it shouldn't have been called because Sutton pushed Newsom down. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. On the replay, but, they should have not called it, yes. Yeah, they should not have called that, but they did. Um, and then on the next player of the play after that, Sutton burned him by 10 yards, and I think he scored a touchdown. Okay. Right. Two yep. plays, Newsom. Well, if. Guess what? If, if Denzel Ward's not out, Denzel Ward is on court on Sutton. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either one of those plays happen. Yeah, I mean, that, that's my again, guess. I mean, there again, that's speculation. That's you talking that's about speculation. Hey, I'm hey. on your side. I'm a Browns fan. I'm I'm, I'm going to say the same thing because I'm seeing these guys and how talented they are and know how talented Denzel Ward is. Denzel can uh, shut a guy down, and it's it's Cole. not total disrespect to Sutton, but right. but he's definitely not going to get two plays in a row on Denzel Sutton, Ward like that. Yeah, but that that play on Sutton, where you were saying about the second play where he got open, he he was open by like I don't know, like ten whole, yards, a whole it was, bunch. <laughs> it was at least ten yards. I was, I like to think that Denzel would have at least been a little closer to him, and maybe you know. Maybe it would have been a completion, but that second play doesn't happen if the first one doesn't, you know, because they're not in that spot on the field. But there you go. Uh, there, there you go again. Um, let me say about uh, what the coach is preaching in there, and he's saying about 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. We got the Rams this week. It's 1-0. We should be thinking about last week. The only thing we should be thinking about last week or the week before or prior or any time in the past is to learn upon our mistakes. 
we should be going like this, moving forward. And me as a fan, I agree. Me as a fan, I'm doing the same thing. Yes, it's irritating. Yes, it it really doesn't make. I was only bringing it up to talk about. I was only bringing it up to talk about momentum and how something really can can could literally change an entire game. And if if those two plays don't happen because Denzel's in the game, who knows how that game even goes? Right. Yeah. That's we, all I'm saying. Yeah, we, so. Exactly. Oh, we still that, may have got stopped anyways. That, who is that? That Belichick or somebody that keeps bringing it up each year or trying to get one guy to bring it up and they haven't done it yet, but they keep talking about it. Um, or they did in the past about the bringing up the replay of past interference. I mean, if you look at that replay, it's totally different from what it looked live. When I saw it live, yeah. I was like, I saw the flag and I saw the contact or what mm-hmm. be contact to, yeah. to naked eye or a referee that's sitting out there for a split second that could be something that you're throwing a flag on and i understand it but it could be something that we're bringing up into the uh, what is it owners meetings or anything like that where they're going to bring up the fact right. hey let's review a couple of these or have some kind of flag system you want a flag system for everything other <laughs> everything out here Let's have, these, a, let's have a green flag. These are, these are 30, flags. 40, 50 yard plays. Exactly. I mean, they They're shouldn't just be money. It's all about money. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Yeah. There's a lot of money riding on this. You got teams that's invested a lot of stuff. You got people that's invested a lot of stuff. Let's just get it right. Like you said, let's have it fair. Let's see what happens. Legit. You know I saying? agree. But Jeremy, the problem was when they were reviewing those past interference calls, they never overturned any of them. Well, that's that's Remember true. That? So you got to look at the time that it takes to do this. Just like when I told you that they're not going to call a holding call on every play because we have a program that we need to put on TV. That's been uh, uh, we're getting paid. NFL's getting paid to have a product on a TV that airs for a certain amount of time. That's a lot of time for overrun, mm-hmm. whether it be on a different network or network. But uh, that's a lot of money, you know what I mean, when you're going like this and you're saying, hey, we're going to play a 10-hour football game. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, nobody wants that. You know what? I, I think if they if, – if, why not just give um, – either give coaches another challenge that they can use on one penalty a game or on one pass or interference call a game or just let them challenge a, uh, challenge a penalty once a game. There again. And, and um, leave their challenges the same. God. <laughs> You're huh? a bright guy. You should be able to propose these at the coaches' meeting. From what my understanding is, is that someone has to propose this from each individual team. Yeah. And as much as they talk about it in the public eye, those individual teams don't propose these ideals. You yeah. know what I mean? So we're kind of like, it's just uh, probably. Yeah, I, I get probably. emails on what the proposals are and stuff. So I, so I, I see this come in, and some of them are decent some of them are kind of dumb but these but. things that these people are talking about i remember clearly that i think it was belichick that was talking about why aren't we reviewing these plays or whatever's going they on should be. Be. i could be uh misinformed in my head there should be a way to where some of them can be reviewed if people think that they're they're wrong Right, but there again, you, you, a lot of people don't think about the structure of the game and the programming that they're putting out for us, too, where there's a time frame where, yes, we yeah. need the game right, but we're not throwing flags all day. You know That's I mean? why I'm thinking either, 
either give the coaches one additional challenge used throughout the game on one penalty or just or just keep it at the two and two challenges per half. But let them use it on on a penalty. I, a I don't tough. know. There, there should be some way to figure it in to where it's not adding much time to a game because you're not reviewing every single pass interference call. Because right. nobody really wants that. Yeah, that would be a tough watch, Rod. That it's, would be a tough watch. Yeah, the it'd stoppage, be too much. The stoppage nowadays is uh, quite a bit now. You know I mean? It is. You don't want to pile on it. I mean, they're they're complaining about baseball and trying to get that down to a reasonable time or something that people are okay with or whatever. Yeah. I disagree with that. Let's, let's, I know, I know. That's I disagree with story. that, Jeremy. Uh, no. They're ruining the game. But anyway, ah, um, but football, honestly, they, they, review, <laughs> they review every single scoring play, and they take a long time with all that stuff, and a lot of that is unnecessary. Very tough. That's where very they tough. should be taking a look at some of these pass interference calls. So I think, I think they could find ways to – to eliminate some of the stoppages and then then slow down a couple other things or have somebody taking a quicker look at some of these things to see if they need to review it. Um, you know, I mean, they can have somebody up in the booth who who immediately goes back and watches a pass interference call and says, hey, wait, you guys need to look at this. I don't think it would cost too much to get, uh, would that be, uh, 16 guys to be in a stadium each week. I guess it would be when no one has a buy um, to where they could be doing that. I mean, it's not that much money from the NFL to hire a couple extra people to have like a division or a, yeah, they, um, they could do that. Or they, they could have one like person in New York or they could just have the guy on the field doing it. If they felt like it you said, to be they done. Could have a guy that, that, Hey, you're going to Cleveland this week. You're going to be up in the, the, where the, the announcers are and, and the media, you know what I mean? You can see everything. You got your TV, and you can review it, and we got all the technology. They got plenty of money, Rod. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. That's I mean, for sure. it's the nice money. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, any other thoughts on the on the Rams game, Jeremy? Um, I, you were saying about evenly matched, about how they were in the previous weeks. Um I think it's going to be an evenly matched game here where uh, it can go either way. Uh, This Browns team, uh, they're surprising me because everybody's stepping up. we got so many guys out, and we're still being competitive in every game. I mean, like I said, it was third quarter, in the third quarter, going to fourth, whatever. Um, Even with all the turnovers, I'm like, man, they're still kind of fighting. You know what I mean? They didn't give up. They can have it, but Stafford, on the other hand, you know, I mean, you got an experienced quarterback that's uh, not coming in right away like Flacco is. You know what I mean? He 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 can go like this and light us up real good. He can turn the ball over too, though. You he know, ball over also being a gunslinger. I mean, it just depends on uh, uh, how it gets out. Um, I like yeah. our chances. We got young guys coming up. Look at the the the, uh, the trade deadline, and we got rid of uh, um, our third our, our wide receiver and DPJ. We ended, mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And we brought Tillman in, and Tillman looks so good. I mean, he just looks the part. I think he's our future. I think they 
they're just doing such a great job in the front office that people are uh, complaining about. But uh, if they hold steady, they'll see uh, the fruits of our labor pay off, so to speak, uh, of what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. It's a good team, Rod. It is. It is. A lot of. Really good. I mean, just but a we, lot of talent. Successful. It's not even about the talent. It's about the fact that what you've been talking about throughout the show, it's that these guys, they Fight. don't want to be out of the lineup. They're out there mm-hmm. fighting. They're playing yeah. for each other. It's all I've asked they for. They care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think they bought into the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to like Stefanski. They seem to like Stefanski. How the, I think they do. How, how yeah. in the hell do you go like this and be like, oh, fire this guy and all this stuff when it's like, oh, for the first time in a long time, I see these guys kind of playing together and kind of fighting for each other. That's right. I mean, you have your anomalies with Clowney last year, or, but last year's in the past. You know I mean, this is a new team. Yeah. And these yeah. guys, it like I said, it's refreshing to see this, and I'm seeing a, the future of a foundation – uh, it's paying off of what they told us when Sashi was around, where they said, and I can't believe people don't remember this from the original uh, press interview, that they were taking it down to the bare studs. Yeah. They was getting rid of guys like Kruger and uh, the older guys and the high salaries, and we were going to get guys on this team that shouldn't be playing in the NFL. You remember how bad it was when, when they let Paul Kruger go? And we thought we thought we were just done, man. <laughs> but the I mean, point of the matter is, no offense to Paul Kruger, it, but no, he wouldn't no. step foot on this. He, he, he would not. The man played. He wouldn't make this team. Yeah, no, no, not at all. But but it's nice to see, even though they've had a different regime come in, that when they was talking to, to us as fans about going down to the bare bones and the the bear stud, so to speak, yeah. we're seeing what's paying off from this. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've had – we're not perfect. You know what I mean? We're having quarterback issues. Next year might be whatever. This year might be whatever. You know what I mean? But that's why we're fans. We're going to watch, and we're going to see how it turns out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's – we've talked about this before in the podcast. There is, there is luck to – to having a great season in the NFL oh, yeah. and, and being, you know, being relatively healthy and catching mm-hmm. teams at the right time mm-hmm. and being hot at the end of the season. I mean, you have to have all this stuff to to really have a great, memorable season. So the Browns are fighting through a lot of crap right now with all the injuries. I mean, it, it's really the injuries that are, you know, that that are the main problem this season. And of course, they've they've still been fighting so hard and they're still getting wins and it's you know it, it's a it's a season that um you know probably a lot of players and the coaching staff probably probably had a right to to write off a long time ago and guys started going down but but the team has refused to do that right so they keep fighting and we just need to keep supporting them and and just keep watching them and and you know i think they I think they have a shot pretty much every week going forward, and and we'll just we'll see what happens. That's so. the big thing, Rod. They got a shot. They do. Is, is this so nice when we go like this and turn on TV? Like we're gonna watch on Sunday. 
we're going to see him play in the Rams after 4 o'clock, 425, whatever time that we're doing. They got a shot. I got yeah. hope. I can go like this and be like, you know what? I got hope. And this is without this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. So much importance when it comes to left yeah. tackle, right tackle, quarterback, running back, cornerback. You know what I mean? Like, this is a good feeling. These kids are going yes. out there and they're fighting their ass off. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to support them. Um, I'm, I'm wanting to go to games. I'm wanting to uh, buy merchandise. I'm wanting to hear the calls on the radio or on the TV. I'm wanting to listen to you on your podcast. I'm wanting to reach out to friends and great people on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, um, and and speak to them about this game and inter- interact with them. It's it's, it's yeah. nothing but a positive thing, man. And to people that's not being positive about it can go kick rocks. You know? I, mean, I don't know. I know. You know. I, know. I, I, I heard mean, a few too many people. About, if we can't be positive about going like this and having PJ Walker and DTR and all this trouble and Chubb being out and all this whatever, and we're still being competitive, I mean, come on, I man. Know. I, I could find a lot of other things that bitch. I, I saw a few too many Browns fans saying that they thought we weren't going to win a, another game after that Denver loss. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't need to hear Browns fans' opinions. <laughs> um, that's kind of where I was after the game. But I don't blame them, though, because we've so, been through a lot. It, yeah, it's not easy. I understand. I understand. So, so hey, so the, uh, the Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. So so that just means Vegas is calling it about even. Pretty you know, much. giving them the three-point home field advantage plus a plus a half point just so there's not a push, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the over-under is 40 in oh. this game. So that's, that's that's kind of a high one for this defense to be. I think they dropped it by a half a point here. I think a it was half. 39 and a half here last I saw. I mean, you're probably oh, right. You? Okay. Well, yeah, I just looked on um I, I looked on uh what uh I I looked on uh DraftKings sportsbook a few right. hours ago. So that's what it was showing then. Um Yeah, so uh so let's get some. Uh, this is your first time doing this. Oh, it's. Let, it's let's get good. some uh, prognostication out here, Jeremy. Uh, this ain't you get good. To go, uh, you get I'll to give a score go. prediction, any special details, and of course, the over under. Oh, my. Oh, my. See, I'm always sitting here listening to you guys. I've got Jeff over here always taking that damn under. And uh, I think the progressive and the positive thing to do is take the over because we're going to be scoring a bunch of points. But, I mean, common sense will tell you that Jeff's probably right. Smart guy. Um, He's smart. He's smart. Smart guy. I got I got the Browns winning, Jeff, uh, or uh, Rod, um, 24-13. So, unfortunately, I'm taking a damn under. Um, I thought that whenever I got on here and I got to talk to you, I'd be rubbing in so much about the over, but as much as I want to take the over, uh, it's going to be under, um, but I see the Browns, uh, playing some good defense this week, uh, just on what I was talking about earlier about how much these boys fight, how much they come in. Maybe Flacco comes in, gets a spark. 
Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be uh, Tom Brady or anybody that's like. He's uh, not old enough to be Brady. Oh, that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done. We're going to run the ball. Uh, everybody knows that we're dominant in that area, and hopefully we can turn around and uh, do some simple stuff, protect the quarterback, and get her done. But uh, the as far as the uh, what do I got uh, Rams favored by three and a half. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I got I got the Browns all day. So you got the Browns by eleven, and you're taking the under. Okay, I am going to go uh, Browns twenty-seven to twenty. I'm taking the over. Taking the over. Uh, I just. I think the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams' offense is going to be able to score some points. Um, no offense against our defense. I just uh, Stafford in the running game. I think they'll. I think they'll be able to keep the game close. And and I, I, I think Flacco is going to do okay. And and you know it's not necessarily that he's going to throw for three hundred yards or anything. I just think he'll. I just think he'll. You know, be a presence there and and. Um, I think the offense will do pretty well with him. Um, you know, I, I think he'll throw. I think he'll connect on a couple of deep balls, maybe. Um, but other than that, it's going to be mostly, you know, just uh, inter, in, intermediate stuff and a lot of running the football, probably. And um, you know, but I think the Browns' offense will move a little bit better with him this week. And um, I think I just think it's going to be a little higher scoring game. Um, mostly because of the Rams offense. Um, I just, I think Stafford and, and those guys, I think, uh, I think they're going to score some. So, and, and, you know, when you were looking, the, the Rams seem to be able to stay tight with everybody. So, so I don't, I don't see why that's going to be any different this week. So, so I think it'll be a seven point game. So. Seven point game. I, I like that. That's how the most majority of the games I saw. Yeah, oh. you're gonna see some defense. Yeah, we'll see defense definitely. I mean, some of those points could be scored on defense. You never know. <laughs> so th- th- this game should be helping us getting playoff bound. This keeps us uh, uh, right there on the level. I think we got a game ahead of everybody, right? Or we just went on uh, Steelers level. Um, yeah, tied with the Steelers at at the. Uh, um, Seven and four. Seven and four, I believe. So, yeah. We're sitting in a good position. If we can get it like this and sneak out this win, we should be sitting in a good position to kind of sneak our way into the playoffs. Yeah, let's hope. Um, I think they need to get to 10 or 11 wins that's pretty uh, amazing. to get in. That's pretty yeah. amazing for what the city and everything we went through uh, with the injuries and uh, this and that. I think it would be I think it would be great to get to the playoffs and get a, Impressive. a playoff game in and you know if we get the right matchup, you know, who knows what can happen, maybe they can get a win. Um it it's going to depend who's healthy at the end of the season. Oh, of you course. Know, and who's able to play and all that, but uh you know, they get the right matchup, they might be able to make a little bit of noise with that defense. But look at the, in the playoffs. Look what this team's doing, man. It's bringing us together. It's bringing uh, all these other people together. Uh, we get to meet people there in Cleveland and Baltimore and all around. You hear about yeah. uh, 
like next week in LA, I'm sure we'll be hearing about the people that's going out to LA. We've been traveling well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. it's a good time. Good time. Definitely. So, Jeremy, we're going to close things out here. Let's get some closing thoughts from you. We appreciate you coming on. And anybody who's not following you can find you at 14 Bonham on Twitter. What would you uh, yes. like to leave everybody with? Um, basically the positivity of the game, you know what I mean? Like with the team and everything, like, I don't understand why I go out here and uh, ruin my whole day over the football team or whatever, uh, because this guy didn't make a play or this guy had something go off his hands or whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? We're always into it. I mean, we're hearing about your friends that you're hanging out with. That's been fans since, uh, uh, like the seventies or the sixties or eighties or however long yeah. uh, a Browns fan, like what the hell is going to change us from being a Browns fan? We're always Browns fans. So yeah. it's like, all we're doing is just complaining to be complaining. I mean, we should be positive and thinking of what's going on and what they're doing is pretty good. I mean, basically like the foundation that we said about, they was taking it down to the studs. They're putting in a good foundation. I think we're actually getting a good winning culture that's coming here in the north and that's what's building up this north baltimore has a great culture that they brought over from what we had and they just built upon it and they did very well with it and won a super bowl you know what i mean pittsburgh you know what i mean how many coaches have they had in the past 30 years not many what not two many. two probably two yeah they've had three in like their existence or something or whatever yeah, they just three fired, in like 50 years yeah they fired their uh offensive coordinator since 1941 i saw that those last time they fired a coach in season that is continuity that is a culture it yeah. we just need to learn that which we're doing and we're building upon it and That's right uh, but my closing thing is i appreciate you uh having the podcast you know uh we're good friends uh I'm so glad to get to see you guys every year. Um, I miss seeing Jeff. Uh, I love all the guests that you have on and all the good people that I get to hear that I interact with on uh, uh, the internet there. Um, guys like uh, Peter. Peter needs to be uh, uh, he needs to be a Browns fan. <laughs> he's, he's such a good asset for uh, oh, incredible. Someday so I'm I'll have a pint with him someday. Uh, all these people that I meet, I'm always like, well, you know what? I always say, hey, I'm going to have a beer with that guy or anything like that. And uh, I just appreciate what you do, Rod, you and your brother. And um, uh, I'm looking forward to the next time I see you. Oh, thanks, Jeremy. I mean, we appreciate we, we love We love doing this. And we appreciate you and um, – you know, just all the support you've given us. Oh, you know. oh and um, and and, uh, um, and we're the cornhole champions of the past year. Uh, Jeremy and I, yeah. Yes, me and you. I just, I, I didn't know if I could throw that out there. You can throw it out there. Jeff's not yeah. here. Okay, Jeff's not. He here. wouldn't. Jeff wouldn't care. We're just joking. Yeah, Jeff that. wouldn't care that we're talking about how Jeff, Jeff and Sean lost um, to <laughs> me and yourself. But that's those guys are great he sports. He won't hear it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It wasn't right. even about who won. It was it right. just it about hanging out and having fun. No, totally not against having fun. But but the bottom line was that we did win. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jeff will never hear this, so it's okay. 
but <laughs> he's you don't I'm, think I'm, he's gonna listen to no he'll never hear this it's, he's burned tape or something like that yeah so like next that. year next year will be the same but that's how we roll yeah <laughs> thanks rod <laughs> all right well i can't add a whole lot to that so we we thank everybody for listening and uh this has been the browns blitz and we will catch you next time yeah.